This is episode 52 of the Rolling Around Mode podcast. My friend Erica stops by and we talk about fitness and motivation and goals. Enjoy the episode. Hey, it worked. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Despite all of this stuff. Was I supposed to download that app? Because I downloaded that app and I was like, I hope this is, is I hope this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. um, some you, did you open it through the app or did you open it through the browser? Um, Just from the link that you sent me. Yeah, kind of through the app. It says I'm on Anchor, so. Oh, sweet. Yeah, well, you can listen to other podcasts through Anchor as well. So it's not like a total loss of space on your phone. So it's good. But oh, That's cool. Yeah, I like to listen to podcasts, so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty fun. So, alrighty. Well, um, we'll get right into it if you're ready to go. So this is episode 52 of the Rolling Rambling podcast with Steve Bertrand. And my guest today, Erica. And Erica, I apologize, but I don't know how to pronounce your last name. And rather than butchering it, I would ask you what it is. <laughs> it's Rantucci is my last name. That's awesome. I, uh. <laughs> Actually, weird side note, I um, I talked to your uncle uh, once or twice on the phone, um, I think, because he, he works for, I think he works for the city of Victoria, or one of the municipalities here, and he um, found me online about some accessibility stuff and had questions for me years ago, and you were the only other Rantucci that I knew, so I asked if you guys were related, and he said, yeah, so. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I love Victoria. So, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's uh, it's kind of gone to crap lately because of uh, the the big uh, all the homeless issues and and different things and tenting and Beacon Hill Park. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any answers for any of that stuff. Not like I have solutions. So you know, I try and stay out of the conversation. I just try not to go outside at night too much. Plus, there's no yeah. there's well, now with COVID, there's no nightlife or anything like that either. So, well, of course not. I mean, yeah. it was just nice to get up, uh, grab a coffee, and go for a walk down by the waterfront down there, like down where the the what's that hotel there? The um, um, the Empress, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm just waiting for it to warm up a little bit because I mean that's still a nice walk, but that's apparently as far as you want to go because I've heard people, <laughs> people go down Dallas Road now. It's not that. Uh, it's not that safe anymore, which is weird to hear about Dallas Road. But do they still do like the um, like the horse carriage rides and stuff like that? Yeah, that, no that that's still going. They they tried to stop that a little while ago um, because of cruelty to animals and different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of people got involved, and they and they said, well, no. After I guess after they looked at it, and my sister rides horses and takes care of horses, and she said that those horses are better taken care of than like most animals on the planet, like, and they're, they're, yeah. they're Clydesdales other than the pavement. They're beautiful they're, animals. And and they're, they're built to do that. So if they, if they don't do that, then like they, they don't know what to do. Kind of thing. So. I did a few times go on one of those carriage rides. It just sucks. Cause uh, you know, Victoria, much like Kelowna where I live, uh, it seems like a lot of things are like gone now there, like the wax museum and just a couple, a couple other things that I noted that I would go to. When I would well, go come to Victoria, 
And now, and now, um, as of as a especially as a racer and a huge racing fan, we're losing Western Speedway, the racetrack, after fifty some years. Oh, that's so stupid. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So it because um, it was pri- it was privately owned and the property got sold, and now instead of keeping it a racetrack, they're going to keep it a racetrack for two more years, and then they're going to build something like um, six hundred houses and a bunch of, of other course. different things and. So it, it, unfortunately, the almighty dollar always sort of trumps anything that's fun mm-hmm. nowadays. You know, those are gone, and and like like all, a lot of the fun stuff is gone, and I and it's just sort of annoying to to kind of have to you know go through that. And it's funny that they, I'm you know, and I'm again not not political by any means, but I do find it quite coincidental that they waited until a pandemic to have like the the vote and and have it publicly you know uh, change the zoning for the property and all that stuff like just of because course. the track is closed because of covid i'm you know that was a i'm you know i'm 99 time yeah you know so it's it's unfortunate that that kind of stuff happens but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah are, are you a more of a you're obviously more of a summer person then like you you like spring and summer better than than winter and all that stuff um <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm more of a, the hotter it is, the better it is. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm, why I love living in the Okanagan Valley. That's why I love living in Kelowna. I mean, I went for a walk the other day and I was, I was thinking to myself, why would I ever want to leave this place? It's just so beautiful here. Yeah. And when it gets hot here, it gets hot, hot. Yeah. Well, apparently it gets like insanely hot, like into the forties for Celsius. Yeah. It's, it does a lot sometimes. Yeah. I mean, uh, throw back to like a couple of years ago when we had all those fires out here. I mean, then it was, it was hot, but it wasn't like the right type of hot, you know, it was yeah. kind of like gross muggy hot because it was like, you know, overshadow forecasted with all the smoke from the fires. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about like how bad that got. Cause we got it over here in Victoria. A lot yeah, of course. From those things. And it's just, and it kind of wrecks your summer because you don't really want to be laying on the beach. Cause I mean, all you're doing is inhaling all that, that yeah. smoky air. Yeah. And like anybody that has any respiratory issues, it's even worse for them. Like my, my sure. old man smokes two packs a day and then the smoke <laughs> was in last year and he was like, oh, this the smoke is killing me. And I'm like, well, what about the one in your hand? Right. Like it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't think about that though. But then when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So it's, but it's, it's, it's funny too. Like people don't. Um, some people, you know, don't think about the, or they choose not to think about the the health and implications of certain things. Like, um, I think one of the things I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about today is because you have, uh, are are you um, once COVID is lifted, are you, you going to be competing in any any more fitness competitions or? Um, um, you know, I really. Uh, to the beginning of last year when all this stuff started um, I chose to want to do uh, a fitness show and I was kind of gunning for the um, fitness show uh, here in Kelowna the Okanagan Fitness Festival and you know I started prep and everything and I'm, I, I think I was like roughly like three months into it and then all of a sudden yeah um, COVID like you know, hit. And I just was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to continue with this because things started getting canceled. Things were, you know, cl- you know, closing up and locking down and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I, I commend anyone that went through a prep, you know, when, 
when COVID, you know, hit last year. And well, we're still in the midst of it, obviously. But um, some shows did actually go. Uh, for the most part, a lot of them did not go. But I mean, that's extremely difficult to do that. So I mean, yeah, right, right now where I'm at, um, I'm just kind of trucking along. I mean, I haven't actually done a fitness competition since 2018. Um, the last two shows I did would have been in March of 2018. I did the Arnold Amateurs in Columbus, Ohio, and then. In July, I went to Vancouver and did the Vancouver, uh, the Van Pro-Am show. And um, both of those shows um, were awesome. I had a great time, but that's literally the last time I've been on stage and I haven't stepped on stage since. So I, I've been just kind of, you know, packing on some muscle and just kind of sticking to the diet. And well, well I guess we'll have to see just because now um, the show that I was thinking of doing this year has been pushed from July to december so i mean that's yeah. quite the push i mean i don't uh you know i'm i'm i don't know where things are gonna go from here on out but i'm just gonna keep you know going along and and seeing what happens so yeah well and from a mental standpoint does it, it i'm at least for me i mean it, it seems to make a difference like you know getting in shape is easier getting in shape when the weather's nice right so um does it, does it, mentally at all when you're trying to get ready for a show that's in december as opposed to in july no. to be honest with you sometimes uh competitors would say it's a lot harder to prep during the summer because uh in the summertime you know there's way more things going on it's like you know family events barbecues you know wanting to go out and eat you know going to that ice cream shop to get that you know ice cream cones every weekend like going boating with your friends and they're all drinking and you know you really can't so because you're prepping right. for a show. So I would say for the most part, for generally speaking for competitors, I would say summer would be the hardest time for people to prep. But for me, it doesn't matter what it is. Honestly, summer, winter, it doesn't matter. When you have a goal in mind and you you know, have an end date, you know when the show is going to be, then you stick to it. And that, that's just mm -hmm. it. I mean, that's just, that's my mindset. I mean, it's funny how I kind of got into all this, you know, competing in fitness competitions and whatnot. But it was more like, you know, here I am sitting on the couch and I'm watching um, a bodybuilding show on the TV. And I thought to myself, and I was actually not feeling that well that day. I was sick. And I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, I could do that. And then, you know, as I bring the subject up to my family and friends and they're all kind of like, you know, laughing at me, like, really? Like bodybuilding? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I said to myself, I want a challenge. I want something that's going to challenge me. And I'm pretty sure I could do that. So, yeah, I just kind of went from there. So, yeah. Right on. And so, sorry, <laughs> you, um, like, what, what category do you usually compete in when you compete then? Are you, are you, uh, like, in, in, in bodybuilding or do you do no, more I of do the... No, I do figure. I do women's figure. So, I mean, okay. um, bodybuilding has changed uh, so much through over the years. Uh you know, there only used to be like a couple categories. And now it just seems like as the years go by, they keep adding more and more and more, especially uh, in the women's categories, because it's like, you know, I mean, we could just go with bodybuilding and the women put on massive amounts of muscle. And then for the women that don't want to put on, you know, massive amounts of muscle, then we're going to go into like women's physique. And then for the ones that just want to put on not that much muscle, then we're going to do women's figure. So, you know, we're, we're getting, you know, not as muscular. And then they have uh, bikini, which obviously, you know, set, 
that word says it right there, bikini. And then they added a new yeah. category this year, which is um, women's wellness. So women's wellness is girls that would do bikini, but have too much, uh, their legs and their glutes are, are more built, so more muscular. So you're going to have more of a muscular leg and a more um, muscular glute. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> what could be next? I mean, bodybuilding, you know, for the men, they got like bodybuilding and then they have um, like men's physique, which is guys in like board shorts. And then you're going to have um, classic physique, which is going back to like the very, very beginning when bodybuilding first started, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and those little black little trunks. So like the classic bodybuilding yeah. poses, basically. So, I mean, right. yeah, I mean, uh, the only other category that would be if women are uh, if a woman wanted to compete would be fitness. So it's like routines, you know, tumbling and like strength holds and moves and things like that. So we put together a little routine. If I way back when I did do gymnastics and I think now to myself, if I would have stuck with gymnastics, that would have been the route that I would have wanted to take, which would have been um, fitness, which would have been doing a routine of some sort, which would have been awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that would have been neat. Um, I And my only sort of experience that I have with, with bodybuilding is, you know, I've always sort of just watched, um, I mean, I've watched Pumping Iron a million times because it's <laughs> awesome. Um, it's a classic. But like, yeah, and just like, you know, you over time because you like, um, I, I like Pumping Iron, then you get into Arnold stuff and then you get into a little bit of, you know, and then you just get into to Ronnie Coleman and, and Ronnie Coleman was always just neat to watch his videos because he just he could lift a house like he was huge <laughs> and you know you, you go through all that process and you look at like the determination and all that stuff i that did get to meet to him through. once so it was great but oh, it was yeah. once <laughs> at like a show then, um, or what was no, it he? wasn't at a show um i used to work for a couple different supplement companies um as a brand ambassador and uh we would occasionally bring out um you know people that are, you know, big bodybuilding superstars in the industry, uh, you know, and um, he was one of them. We brought out uh, Ronnie Coleman. They brought out Jay Cutler. And um, yeah, and I have been fortunate enough to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger twice, uh, both times that I did go down to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, one was to work with a supplement company for the Arnold Fitness Expo. And then the second time that I did go to the Arnold's in 2018, I got to meet him. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah. You, you get there's a sometimes advantages <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I was actually going to ask when you went down to clubs if you got a chance for the Arnold Classic to meet Arnold so that's really cool yeah. um because you know, not only is like he you know he's transcended everything that he's done I mean he he transcended bodybuilding into acting and then went into politics and then you know now he's just such a like seemingly a well-rounded individual I mean he's even got like because most some people can uh, you know, um, some people can can sort of muddle their way through even high profile stuff, but he's actually an intelligent guy and has got a lot of interesting things to say. Um, and I, I watched a few videos recently of him talking about the current state of bodybuilding yeah. that he wishes it would go, especially for the men, yep. that it would go back to a little bit more um, <clears throat> symmetry and, and physique, yep. even in the body. Yep. Everybody seems to have even though they have muscle in the stomach, they're not focused on bringing the stomach nope. in and, and all the things. And so, and, and I think that's you, where it should be. It, right. I, I think it looks better when, when, you know, you've got the V shape and you have the abs. I mean, I've got a, a dad bod, so I'm not trying to talk to anybody about what they should do, but I think it's, in terms of well, the competition, it looks more aesthetically yeah. pleasing too. 
I mean, nowadays, the yeah. bodybuilders, especially if we're doing like uh, they're competing at the Mr. Olympia level, um, they have that 212 class. And then they have, you know, like I said, classic physique. And then they have the bodybuilding and they're like, you know, I, I would prefer the classic physique look over, you know, just the the bodybuilding look like the heavyweight look, because I mean, it's just um, it's I don't know teach their own I say I mean it's too much but I mean like that's what bodybuilding originally you know was back then it was the classic physique look and I think that's what it should yeah. be but I mean you know times change so you know <laughs> well, well, I mean the, the interesting thing is because you know I'm always I'm always a bit like even though you know if I, if I lived back in the day I wouldn't do very well because of disability but but I've always they have a wheelchair like, bodybuilding hello I know, I know they do. When Nick, Nick Scott, even though Nick Scott never won, he's kind of the guy that that everybody uh, everybody did their thing. But but I think like one of the things that's always interesting is th- like Arnold and and Pumping Iron kind of in in a lot of ways put bodybuilding on the map, and and it was and it was based on that classic bodybuilding physique. Like like Arnold never had that that sort of protruding stomach no. at all. He always and and like people like I always think of you know like even Franco Colombo, who was a smaller guy who was huge for how tall he was and Serge Nubray, they all had like just amazing abs and it just was, it was so neat. So even if you didn't want to get huge, you wanted to get ripped, yeah. right? Like it was, they had the physique a whole for thing. sure. And, and, you know, um, and so I think that's, that's, that's neat, but like, as far as, as far as what you do and your process, I'm always interested because everybody is sort of similar, but they're always a little bit different. You talked about your mentality going into a, into a show that you just sort of, whenever it doesn't matter when you have to do it. If you have a show, you, you, you buckle down and and you do what you need to do. Um, Where did that mentality come from? Or was that something that you developed or is it just something that like, once you set your mind on a goal, you just do it or or what happens in the process? Do you, you get down on yourself at all and figure like what the hell am I doing halfway through the process at all it happens to everyone I I guarantee you every single person that competes they have those it's so weird it's like body dysmorphia you know what I mean like you could look at yourself in the mirror and you could look like amazing you could be like a month or even a couple weeks away from a show and still think that you look fat which is ridiculous um I, I I honestly um what really I think got me motivated to even want to get into this sport was um, I probably have to take it back to like 2008. I was like super unhappy in my life at that time. And I was battling a little bit of uh, depression. And at the time, um, a a friend of mine uh, was a personal trainer and I never really thought of, I mean, I'd been to the gym here and there and a little bit wasn't like, Oh, crazy about the gym or anything like that. And I had, you know, obviously dated guys that were like total gym freaks that always went to the gym and that were in good shape. But the thing is, um, he tried to sell me on personal training package. And I thought to myself, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. And I ended up going in and I bought a couple training sessions. And then it kind of just went from there. And before I even decided to do a competition, I had a personal trainer for like two years straight. And I, I like bought so many personal training I think I bought like 72 personal training sessions off him this was in Edmonton mind you and uh yeah I was going like three or four days a week and training with him for an hour and I just kind of got up the whole you know dedication and motivation to go and this is going to sound a little strange but what got me uh dedicated to going to the gym was the fact that I had the trainer for one but two it was always like 
I had to pick a time and it had to be that time. And I had to be there 10 minutes before my time slot. So it was like, you know, you had to be there at this time and you could not be late. You know what I mean? So it was more like, okay, I got to be dedicated to that, obviously, because if I don't go, then I'm out the money and I'm out that training session. So I was always, you know, never, ever miss them, always, always went. So that kind of how I got like the dedication part down pat. But then as the years went by, having a personal trainer, he suggested, you know, and I told him about a bodybuilding show and he suggested that I should try it. So um, I guess from there on out, it's more like the fact that um, once you have your mindset on doing it, it's for me, it's just there. I mean, I've always liked the fact of, because now I think I've done like 15 shows now. And my first show was like in 2012. And um, I think for the most part, most of the shows that I have done, I have done pretty, I've done extremely well. And most of the shows that mm -hmm. I've done, actually, lots of trophies and awards and things to, you know, accolade for that. But um, I don't know, it's once I put my mindset to something, I'm just going to do it. I mean, there's ups and downs, I guess, in anything, but I think I like the fact that, um, that I can see the changes in my body and see what my body is totally capable of doing, which is amazing. Um, yeah, so once my mind is set, I'm just, you know, straightforward from there on out. <laughs> well, and I, and I actually, the one thing that I was, I, I was actually really wanting to talk to you about, because I fall into this trap a little bit too, um, and I mean, it, it's sort of, it's sort of the um, the talk of the any fitness industry, whether it not like whether it's yours or especially like in the weight loss mm -hmm. game because it's such a it's such a crazy industry with all these fitness fads and diets that everybody should do. And then you know everybody has this conversation that every time you lose weight as an individual, your body works harder to um, to keep the weight on if you gain it back. Yeah. Um, but like I mean, for you to keep competing in in um in those competitions obviously you stay like in the off season you stay at a you know a certain amount of shape but like you have to really dial it in as you get closer to a show right so do you find do you find it gets harder and harder to cut weight or is it just a discipline thing and like what what's your mindset on 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 that aspect i think um you know um obviously age plays a factor into that because I'm obviously, I'm 42 now and, you know, um, when you get older, it's just harder to, for your body to, to lose weight. I mean, that's, that's, that's just me speaking. Um, genetics, you know, obviously plays a little factor into that, but obviously because I haven't competed in a couple of years, um, it's not that I'm going to stay like, you know, five pounds away from a, a stage weight. That's not realistic. Um, for me, I, I, I like to just be comfortably happy in the off season, you know what I mean? So like for me right now, if I wanted to compete in December and I'm looking at my weight right now, I would probably have to lose between now and December, I would say 20 pounds. And some people might look at that and be like, Oh, that's a lot of weight. But I look at that and think, Oh, that's nothing. I can do that. I, I can get there. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it, everybody's different. I think it, de it depends on, you know, your genetics and your age, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I don't know, there's some, you know, for, there are some athletes that do stay relatively lean all year round. But I mean, when I look at that, I don't think that's like super extremely healthy. I mean, I like to do what yeah. I want. I want to eat what I want whenever I want. And I want to be comfortable with it. It's not like that I'm eating like crappy food every day, all day long. But I mean, I still have the same trainer. I, I've had the same, you know, competition trainer for the last 12 years. She's been with me. 
You know, it's like she's like my second mom. And I still every week, even though I'm not competing anytime soon, every week, like almost every day we chat. And on top of that, um, I still do check ins with her every week. So every Thursday morning, I have to send her update photos of what I look like, you know, tell her how my week has been, you know, how my diet has been like I still I'm still doing that. I think I think now if I didn't have her as a trainer and I wasn't doing any more shows or anything. I still think I would be, can I use the word anal? <laughs> I still think I'd be weighing my food, having the five, six meals a day thing. I think about that. I'm like, am I going to be doing this when I'm 70? And I'm like, maybe, probably, I don't know. <laughs> but I think so. <laughs> well, I, I I would venture to guess that, that probably you you would, just simply because like currently for basically what, what sounds like no reason at all, except for your own choice, um, you're doing a challenge to get to, a hundred push-ups, yeah. right? I'm um, gonna try. A <laughs> hundred, hundred consecutive push-ups, yeah. by the way. And we're not talking about knee push-ups. We're actually talking about like proper form on the toes, yeah. like they're not, they're not no girly the push-ups. Thing, <laughs> yeah, the, the, and the last one that I saw, you were up to fifty-five push-ups now. Sixty-one now. Right? Like so. Yeah, I just did one now, like so two days ago or something, two or three days ago on the weekend there on Saturday, I think. Nice. So do you do, do you do that? Do you, do you test yourself out on that once a week or? I only do it once work? a week. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. you know, it's so funny yeah. because the last one I did, which was a couple days ago, I had literally had just finished training chest. And right before that, my last chest exercise was like five sets of like 20 reps of pushups. And then I thought, great, now that I feel awesome, I should record this. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't record this. <laughs> but I was surprised because, yeah. oh, man, okay. my chest was sore for a few days after that. I was like, ooh. But, you know, I told my trainer I'm, I'm going for the completely uh, flat-chested look this summer. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm, I want. I wanted to also ask you this because there's a like in terms of mentality. Um, I, I remember a long time ago you had a picture. You, you got to meet Les. I Brown did get as to well. meet him. Oh um, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's like, I don't know. There are a lot of awesome motivational speakers out there in the world, but um, you know, when I had the opportunity where I thought I was going to open up a nine rounds business, and the fact that I got to go all the way out to Greenville, South Carolina. And I had no idea. We There was a few speakers out here, but he was the main one. And he brought his daughter. can't remember her, her name. She's a motivational speaker as well, too. They, bo they both spoke for, yeah. um, well, she spoke for about an hour, and he spoke for two hours. And it was amazing because uh, he's so funny, but um, he's so right on the money with everything that he talks about. Um, the thing is, especially when it comes down to the sport of, like, bodybuilding or maybe just anything in general, especially what's going on, with COVID, the pandemic and in the world right now, um, you know, mentality plays a big factor and it can take a big toll on your mind. And like, for one thing I could say when I need to be focused or when I'm having an off day or when I'm feeling down or depressed, um, I listen to music. I, I don't know. That's just my thing. I mean, yeah. I can just put on music and for some reason that, that totally gets me like out of the funk of like, what I'm doing. Um, sometimes I can put on a motivational podcast, but yeah, um, you know, Les Brown, he's, he's, um, I don't know. I, I, he's, he's really good. Like <laughs> he's got, I even have some of his, uh, yeah. well, can I say the word DVD? Is that, do they make those anymore? <laughs> yeah. 
But, uh, you know, I'm like, I have, um, I don't have a cassette player that works, but I have a full, um, I have all, I have all 30 cassettes of Tony Robbins' personal power. And I did Tony Robbins' virtual Unleash the Power Within event this yeah. last November, um, right in the middle of the pandemic. And, and right as my, uh, like, two weeks after my, my girlfriend of a year and a half broke up with me and all that stuff. Um, so, like, it, it just, it, it, I think it helped me get through um, and I think I always, when I think of Les Brown, um, I kind of think of him as like even more so Tony Robbins is very well known, probably the, the yes, to be honest, the most well-known uh, speaker in the world, but Les Brown is very much like, I call him the old guard of self-help, <laughs> like uh, Jim, Miller, Brian Tracy, like those guys were, and, and Les Brown were kind of the, the, in my opinion, like the founders of of actual self-help and, and self-improvement and um you know and, and knowing some of the stories from Les that he got to meet you know Jim Rohn and be on stage with him and, and Zig Ziglar it's just neat to have the, to know that his legacy is still uh you know yeah going on and that and that he's been passing his legacy on to his his um uh his his family and and his story about how he you know worked yep. at the radio station and uh and, you know, he basically lied to the guy and he says, you got to find somebody, got to find a user to come in. And he just pretended to call all these people and then didn't call them and then got he on pretended. the radio. And then that's how he got his. <laughs> yeah, he did tell us that story. <laughs> he yeah, he did. I remember. He's super funny. But I mean, yeah. I don't know, like, it's just for anyone. I mean, even someone that doesn't really listen to a podcast. I mean, when they're having an off day, sometimes it's just just put it on and listen. I mean, you, there's so many different podcasts out there and people, it doesn't have to be something as, you know, super, you know, uplifting and motivational, like, you know, Tony Robbins or like Les Brown, but you know, I mean, you can listen to comedians, whatever. I mean, just when, when it's just, when you're lacking that motivation, you know, you have to somewhere somehow find it with inside of you. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's there yeah. inside of you. You just need to bring it out and find it somehow, some some way. Yeah, and and you know, Tony Robbins talks about pattern interrupts a lot. A lot of times, that's what happens. I mean, I I noticed too. Like I I listen to Bill Burr a lot because mm -hmm. I think Bill Burr's podcast he's is funny. hilarious. He's, because most <laughs> of the time, podcasts it's it's me by myself, you know, do, doing this and just talking about stuff. But but he's the only person. Well, not one, not the only, but he's a he's just a very rare commodity that he can he can just rant about something for an hour and you just want to listen to the whole thing because he's such a he's such an interesting so i i sort of aspire not that i want to i want to be his style but the idea that he could just you know he could entertain people for that long and not talk to anyone but himself is kind of interesting and um and i think when i the one thing i noticed because i saw tony robbins was on the tail end of um of a of a like a, a motivational sort of sort of uh, mm -hmm. event in Vancouver and he only four hours that was a live event and 5,000 people jumping up and down and then this virtual event uh for Unleash the Power Within you know he he uses loud music and you know just he's got these sticks to smash together his hands are ginormous like even clapping yeah. is intense and like everything he does but it's it's music based and getting you up and moving so so having I noticed too, um, instead of like always listening to some sort of motivational audiobook or, or, um, you know, a podcast, a lot of the time I just need to listen to some, some upbeat 
yeah. fun fun music and and usually gets me out of my funk and you know and I see some of that stuff with your uh you know your Instagram and and your TikToks <laughs> and those types of things so you know, fun to get yourself out of out of that th- those those things and you, you have to do things like that because no one else no, is and, around to uh, motivate you right so, you know what I mean like that was the tough part for me like um because I do have you know there are times where I do go through like depression moments and things like that and um I just for me myself I, I just have to take a look at myself literally in the mirror and tell myself like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let myself go go there so I need to find something that's gonna you know bring me some sort of joy like glimpse of happiness and yeah if it's um cheesy music <laughs> anything it, it, it doesn't even have to be music it could be putting on a cheesy movie from the 80s whatever you know what I mean like something anything just to you know get your mind distracted and and you know making you feel good about yourself you know yeah well and I mean and I mean being like I'm 38 so we're yeah. pretty much the same generation so I I go back to a lot of that stuff that's sort of like childhood focused you know every time you know I got, I got regular cable still and every time American <laughs> Pie is on any of the American I watch all of those movies because they're so topical for me, especially, you know, they were within a year or so when I graduated. So even the whole sort of um, chronological order of those movies is very, very topical yeah. for me, right? So, you know, just, you know, and, and finding things like, you know, even even cheesy ones, like every time Teen Wolf is on, I watch that one too, like all those, just to get you out of that, 80 movies, but they're the best box. though. They are, and the, you know, it's, it's just everything... I mean, there's not there's not a lot of um it's either like you don't you don't have them like you did back then they're not they're they're either over the top cheesy or they're too yeah, serious nowadays it I definitely find, but it, it's interesting um the one thing i wanted to ask you sort of in in, in wrapping up and this is related to to um fitness and mentality and all that stuff because there's it's always been something that i've never really been able to prove um but whenever I'm going through a, a moment where I want to like drop weight or, or do something physically. Um, if, if I don't actually like, like when I'm, like, I think there's a big aspect of, of believing that you're actually losing weight, like, like not just believing that you can, but actually believing mm-hmm. that the process is working. Uh, I think, I think that for me, like I've noticed sometimes when I've done all the same stuff and I don't feel that much progress um i i think i think actually believing that what you're doing is working um is important as well like i mean there's important to be realistic in your mm-hmm. measurements and weight and all that other kind of stuff but i just think i think mentally like you have to believe that what you're doing is getting you That's to the goal that you true. Want to get to like how do you feel about- yeah because I, I think that works with everything too i mean if you're doing something you know putting social media out every day and you know and and like I've, I've, um, I've seen it with a few different social media accounts that I've tried to build over the years where like, I can tell in the back of my mind, there's a little glimpse of, uh, I don't think anyone's going to care about this and they don't. Right. Whereas like, if I just put it out and I'm just having fun, you know, it seems to grow a little bit. Right. So I think think that works with a lot of stuff. I think when we go through the process, it's, it's, we have to get ourselves out of the funk and we have to do the logical things but i think you also have to believe that that's 100 i mean 
the yeah. biggest thing for me, and um, I've done this a lot, especially with certain shows in the past, is manifestation. I mean, I, I, um, it might sound cheesy, it might sound weird, but I mean, I really, 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 this is throwing it back a couple years ago, really wanted to be in this fitness magazine. And the only way I could see myself being in there is if I, I wrote it on a piece of paper, I wrote, I will be in this magazine and I stuck it on my fridge. So every morning when I'd get up, I'd look at that piece of paper and I think to myself, oh yeah, I'm going to be in it. No problem. I just put it out there, tell myself. And oddly enough, sure enough, it happened. I was like, oh my God, it happened. Same thing with shows. I would just, I, I would be in the gym and I'd be, you know, headphones on doing my cardio and I would see myself on the stage holding up a trophy and I would kept seeing that image over and over again. And sure enough, I was like, yeah. And I won that show first place. I was like, okay, so manifestation does work. You have to believe it. I mean, I have a, I have a piece of paper that's on my fridge, but it's been on there for five years and it's still a goal that I want to accomplish. And that piece of paper says I will be an IFBB pro one day. And so every morning I get up and I look at that. This is why I still am in the gym training five days a week. And uh, when I'm in there, I'm not just going through the motions of just picking up a weight. You know what I mean? I'm like really technically thinking about everything that I'm actually doing, making sure it's like isolating each muscle properly. Because, I mean, I, I do want that to be my end game goal right there. I mean, I do want to be an IFBB pro someday. And, you know, that piece of paper is still going to be stuck on that fridge. Even when the fridge dies. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, and I, think, I think that's super important. And, and, you know, I think that's a great way to um, sort of, sort of wrap all, all this stuff up is the fact that a lot of this, like all the books that I see, like I always look at my, my self-help section and I, I committed to myself to not sort of pick up any self-help books or do anything for a good chunk of 2021, because I was so inundated with trying to find, fault in myself and trying to fix things but I still think like there's certain things that that are tried and true and and writing your goals down and, and putting them in a place where you can see them all the time and putting them in your pocket or carrying them around and it doesn't work in my opinion it doesn't work to just write it down no. on like an email or have your phone alert like something that works but I just think it has to be like and I mean it, it seems to work better if it's a scrap of paper you you rip out of a notebook and just have this crappy little ratty piece of paper that you just stick somewhere mm -hmm. so you can see it all the time um and you're reminded that goal and and yeah and and i think it just it it, it makes sense there's so many things that that i forgot that i had written down on a on a on a goal sheet and then you go through some boxes and you find an old an old goal book and you're like i did that no, i did that isn't I did that, that crazy I didn't get that but that would have stopped i want to do that it's just it's it's insane and and you know, it's easy to have a pity party nowadays. And I've been doing a, a little bit too much of that. I think, and, honestly, and I think with anything in this it, planet, it, you got to mm -hmm. manifest it. Anything you want, you just have to like, you know, yeah. just um, have a, a positive outlook at it, out, you know, at it and just put it out there. You know what I mean? Just tell yourself every day. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when I was visiting my mom and I literally thought she was going to cry because I told her and I said, you can't laugh when I tell you this. And she's like, okay. And I said, I tell myself every day that I am worthy of love. I am worthy of happiness and I am worthy of abundance. And I could see that she was starting to, you know, tear up. And I'm like, because I am, and I know these things are going to happen for me, all of these things. So I said, I tell myself these things over and over again. And 
you know, things start to happen for me. And I think for anyone out there that's going through a rough time, which is a lot of people right now during the pandemic, you have to tell yourself these things. You can't just be that person that gets up and, you know, you know, sits on the couch all day. I mean, you can if you want to, I suppose. But I mean, you know, uh, when, when people say to me, hey, you know, uh, how can you, mo- you know, how do you motivate yourself or how can you, you know, can help me get motivated? Well, I can't help you get motivated, but you can help yourself by getting motivated by just starting off and doing these little things every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. And uh, I mean, this is the, I'm so glad we did this because this has been super awesome. Because I mean, we don't, you know, just knowing each other over the years and different things, we yeah. haven't really had a ton of time to chat other than yeah. social media, a couple messages here and there. So it's, it's nice to actually like, get a hold of you and chat a little bit. So uh, I just wanted to thank you so much. And we'll wind it up there. And so then uh, um, you, can, you can get on with your day. But but thanks so much, Erica. And um, just as we're closing, is there anything that you wanna wanna plug? If you wanna if you wanna tell people your social media, or if you want anybody to, to sort of check out anything that you're into right now, I'm I always leave it open. Oh, if there's if people want to look me up, to, I'm but, on Instagram uh, under I think Maddish35, and then I do have TikTok. I don't go on it a lot. I mean, basically, I go on that just to watch funny videos, just to give myself a laugh. <laughs> I do have a couple of videos on there. Because yeah. I'm a little bit of a cheese ball. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's Erica May 13, I think, on That's TikTok. Awesome. And then I I have Facebook and whatnot. It's just Erica May on Facebook. But yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. And um and yeah, and um I mean we'll always we always keep in touch and I always I'm always interested to see your progress and, and you just make me want to do push-ups. Uh the only the only difficulty I have with push-ups is I don't I can't put mm-hmm. weight on my left my left foot in the same way, so mm-hmm. I can't actually prop on my toes. So I just I sort of do them flat-footed, so I can't get as much much momentum. But I still don't, I don't I don't make excuses doing that. It's just um, at 38 years old pushing a wheelchair around. I, I'm not I'm not in the I'm not in the realm of banging out a whole bunch of push-ups but anymore. But the fact is, like, is that you put much. the effort but, in to try, uh, and that's all that matters, right? Yeah, and I and I actually think push-ups in in a weird way. If you don't do too many of them, you do just enough. They help with your shoulder strength true. and keep so stability for people with disabilities and all that. <laughs> so there you go. But this is from episode fifty-two. <laughs> Holy cow, fifty-two of the Rolling Rambler podcast. And I want to thank my guest Erica. Thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate you stopping by. And uh, yeah, have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate Bye. it.